Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I'm Bill Knight. It sounds like you're starting to get what I got. And well, uh, I didn't know it was available uh, over the internet. Sound you know, I never thought about that. <laughs> Could I have gotten it from doing the show with you? My goodness. <laughs> It's a new, it's a new strain of the virus. Yeah, uh, you can get it over the internet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope not. I, I haven't got uh, the pipes that I usually have, but I'll take what I got because we got a lot of things to talk about today. A lot of things happening in the news. Uh, Joe Biden, as you probably know, is going around the country telling everybody that if you you really have to vote Democrats into office so he can codify. Roe versus Wade. The the principal thing, the big thing that they're selling right now in this election period is abortion. Mind you, we have a failing economy. We have high gas prices. We have uh, shortages of food. We have no security on the border. We're on the verge of nuclear war with Russia. But the thing that Joe wants us to believe is the most important thing is abortion. Oh, by the way, the New York Times did a poll, and out of all of those topics, they the people who thought uh, that abortion was the the most important thing, just five percent, just five percent of the people polled. So yeah, they they did the top ten things that were uh, important to everybody, and I know the top ten things because I was one of the people that they actually surveyed, and I really and I told you about that uh, about three weeks ago. That survey went on. And my point was, you know, you're talking about gas prices, you're talking about food prices, you're talking about the economy. And I'm going like, you know, they're all important, but they had abortion in there. And I said, abortion is the only thing on that list that's not important. But I said, you've got things divided, subdivided out, the economy, gas, food. Those are all the same thing to me. Yeah, it's inflation. Yeah. Yeah. And you see, the administration, they're sitting there going, uh, you know, they inherited a, a bad economy. But Joe did such a, a, a damn good bang up smash job from getting into the office. Uh, he got the economy rolling so well that we have inflation. And inflation is proof of a great economy. But you know what Joe says? Republicans in Congress are saying no. If Republicans take control, the prices are going to go up, as will inflation. It's this simple. See that? He says if Republicans get into Congress, prices are going to go up, and so is inflation. Mind you, it's gone up gangbusters since he got into office. Uh, And I've never seen in my whole life it be more of a cause-effect situation. Biden was elected. And everything went to hell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the analogy of, uh, it's a great economy, that's why we have it, uh, runaway inflation. Um, they, they use any excuse they can, just like, well, we've done a lot of things, but you won't see them take effect until January. Any lie that they can tell so that they can either win the election or not win the election, uh, and when I say not, they're going to steal the election, uh, and I, and that's the other thing I keep seeing, the well, you know, they go by the, uh, the, uh, the false narrative that the election was stolen or the, um, the debunked, uh, big lie. And that got me to thinking a while back, I'm going, you know, all right, it's a big lie. It was debunked because they, and how did they debunk it? We didn't steal the election. They never proved that the election oh, I know. was not stolen. I know. So it, by that definition alone, um, the big lie is that the election was not stolen. And so their their truth is debunked as well. So they need to STFU because this is just a crock of crap. I think, and the news is selling it. I think the left is so confused as to where to go with the message right now because they're in such dire straits. Doug Schoen, who is a Democrat, staunch Democrat, and a pollster, came out and said, Hey, um, it looks like, it looks like it's getting really bad for the Democrats. His poll has the Democrats now being down by, I think he said 18 points. I mean, it's, it's a a massive swing, uh, in the favor of the Republicans. And he's not, he's not a cheerleader for the Republicans. He's a Democrat. But you know, Democrats, uh, to their credit, they know how to take a story uh, 
where they're down under and swing it in a two-week period. So you're going, oh, it's only two weeks. We could just hold out a little longer. We got this. They're going to take our thunder and try to steal it. And, and then they'll probably sit there. Not probably. They're going to sit there and perfect their lie and their steal. They're going to do have, it. Have we seen the October surprise yet? Not yet. Okay. So you're saying there's something coming down the road real soon that's going to be uh, a, a game changer, you think? I hear that train a coming. <laughs> coming down the track. <laughs> and I ain't seen uh, the sunshine <laughs> since Biden became president. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Oh, thank you, Johnny. Yeah, um, thank you. Well, without a voice, I can't do it. But C- yeah. Cecilia Rouse is a advisor to to Biden. Yeah, I just I'm just curious, and a lot of Americans are curious when the so-called Inflation Reduction Act will really start to bring down inflation. So the, the many parts of the bill will start to take effect next year. For example, there are tax credits for energy to help people weatherize their homes uh, and also bring down other forms of energy costs. So we are focused on helping to make that transition to clean energy in a way that brings down energy costs for families. Okay, so he signed the bill about a month ago, right? Mm-hmm. We all were told that it's going to be earth game-changing. It's Things are going to be just terrific now. But now they're saying it's going to be after the first of the year that we're going to start seeing things. Well, they're right about that because actually they're talking about the Republican uh, Inflation Reduction Act. Yeah, that's And true. that would be you got to vote red in two weeks, and that would be the Republican Inflation Reduction Act, which would take effect in January and fix this damn mess that Biden and his cronies have created. But what you said is so true about what they're saying about the election, the big lie. We heard that over and over and over again. You know, the media, especially CNN, the most trusted name in news. (laughs) You know, CNN has been a one-note samba for the last five years. They have been all over Trump. It's embarrassing what they've done to that network. This is a network which was so reliable for so long. I mean, I can remember watching the first Iraq war. I mean, all of the news stories that were coming out of Iraq were on CNN, and you just kept turning to CNN because you believed in them. You believed that mm-hmm. what they were saying was honesty. But but after Trump got into office and, and their blatant partisanship became so apparent, it changed the opinion of so many people towards CNN. As a matter of fact, I have a montage I want to play for you. It's about three minutes long, Bill, and I want All you right. to I want you to sit back. This is the reason why so many people have lost their trust in CNN. This brand new research by Gallup says American trust in the mass media is at its lowest point since 2016 and near a record low overall. Jeff Zucker has announced his immediate resignation as the president of CNN. This comes amid an investigation into what Jeff Zucker calls a consensual relationship. What happened and where CNN goes from here? You were caught masturbating on camera. You since then have been on leave from CNN. Do I have all that right? You got it all right, sad to say. The biggest media story this weekend, it's the firing of Chris Cuomo from this network, CNN. Late Wednesday, a lawyer contacted CNN with a sexual misconduct complaint about Cuomo. Joining me now, the man who accused Don Lemon of sexual assault. His accuser claims Lemon started rubbing himself. But the even bigger point, I think, is about what the press is. Is it produced by reporters or by repeaters? Repeaters are the talk radio shouters. They're on TV and radio telling the same story every day. So much of what they're repeating is from reporters, from the people paid to figure out what is true. The widely held conspiracy theory that the coronavirus was created in a Chinese laboratory. Dr. Fauci, thank you uh, for keeping it straight. Thank you for fighting the good fight. We know the science. We know that masks work. What we have now 
is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. This is really now a pandemic of the unvaccinated. This is now a pandemic of the unvaccinated. This is now a pandemic of the unvaccinated. This is now a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Much of the dossier has been corroborated. What does Putin have on Trump? Has Trump been compromised? But it does look like that young man to me is taunting the Native American Vietnam vet and he's in his face. There is no evidence of any wrongdoing by either Hunter or Joe Biden. There's no evidence of wrongdoing by either Joe or Hunter Biden. What you're seeing behind me is one of multiple locations that have been burning in Kenosha. This isn't about ideology. The biggest terror threat in this country comes from radicals on the far right, primarily white men. As a white woman, aware of my own privilege in this country, I am so angry and I can't even begin. Now, too many see the protests as the problem. No, the problem is what forced your fellow citizens to take to the streets. A few moments later. We're here inside CNN Center. We just threw something on fire, Chris. Nick, you all right? We're getting out of here, Chris. All right, we are not fake news. We are real news. Now the two faces of Hillary Clinton are coming out. The fact through WikiLeaks that she says one thing uh, and... Oh, no. All right, let's see if we can get Congressman Collins back. Obviously, we just lost the satellite feed. That sucks. Routinely at these rallies, we are hearing a chance of uh, CNN sucks. This is CNN, the most trusted name. That kind of sums it all up. That's CNN over the past, uh, I'd say, nearly decade when they've they've gone a, a 180 from what they used to be, which is which is a darn shame. It really is. There's a, a talk show host in Washington, D.C., Chris Plant. Guy's great. He, he's funny and he's smart. He's conservative. He used to work for 17 years at CNN. He was uh, an producer. He was a reporter. He covered a lot of major stories. <laughs> he talks about, I, I think I heard him say once, he, he won't even go back into the CNN building. He's so embarrassed at what they've become. And I think a lot of the alumni from CNN must feel the same way, looking at what they've done and where they've gone. If I were a part of CNN or any network that, uh, I wouldn't want the taint on me from just walking in or the assumption or the association of being anywhere near that mess. I know. I know. It's embarrassing. They were so good at one time, they become so bad. Now, this is interesting. Do you think Uh, they can come back, Bill? See, I don't think they can. I, I think that they've ruined the name. Now, I don't, I can't speak for James Earl Jones and uh, his his big, masterful voice. He doesn't do it anymore in CNN. Huh? I don't think he does it anymore. I, I think he stopped. His contract is over. I wouldn't even want the remnants of my voice associated <laughs> from the past to it because yes. when he did it, he said it with conviction and belief. Of course. And they they took, you know, everything works together. The, the, the logo that they created, the voice that imaged it, yep. it all became, um, it's almost like they created a living thing. And they killed it. it. Meant something. <laughs> they killed it. That they living thing. They Frankensteined it. Yeah. And now, now it's a monster and you can't demonsterize it. It's a shame. They, um, and they did it in, intentionally. It wasn't. Yeah, they did. It wasn't an accident. They didn't gradually stumble into this. There were some people in a back room somewhere, in a conference room, sitting around a table, who decided somewhere along the lines that they were going to go after the right. They were going to make a concerted effort to go after the right. You know, we laugh when we hear the talking points repeated in that montage. By the way, hat tip to the Daily Wire. They put that together. They did a, did a good job, too. That's a lot of work. Uh, yeah, they did. And, they, you know, they're getting down to uh, the, the linguistics of what is going on, something that the left has always used as linguistics, uh, taking something and repeating over and over and over and over and over again to where yeah. it becomes programmed in your mind. You know, the big lie, the big lie, the big lie. Trump, what did, Trump, what did, Trump, 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 bad, what bad, did Goebbels, bad, bad. Goebbels said, if you say a lie, 
over and over again long enough, it becomes the truth. Yeah, when fiction becomes reality, I used to always sit there and say that, you know, as well. You you, you take a lie, you repeat it over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, the sad thing is you believe your own lies. Of course. And well, I think that's, I think Biden's a perfect example. He has lied so much to the American people. The stories that he tells, for example, that you know obviously are lies. He mm-hmm. said them so much that you know he believes it. The guy, you can tell he believes it. When he talks about these stories about corn pop and stuff like that, no one has ever, by the way, in the media gone on to gone out to find corn pop. You would think that if it was an investigative media, somebody would have said, hey, there's got to be a character named Corn Pop. We have to get his side of the story. They never went out and did that. You would have thought Corn Pop would have come forward, but then yeah. again, maybe Corn Pop didn't like Joe. Yeah. Or maybe there never was a Corn Pop. Oh, I, I don't think there was. I think most of his stories are fiction. I mean, he talks about growing up in Scranton. He talks about growing up in Delaware. Where did he grow up? Oh, yeah. Everywhere everywhere that he lays his hat is his home. You know, Papa Joe was yeah. a rolling stone. What did he understand? say? I was, I was brought up by Puerto Rican family. I was brought up in a Puerto Rican community. How big is the Puerto Rican community in Scranton? Is it big? Uh, actually, there are a lot of Puerto Ricans. I have uh, down the road from where I live uh, in, out in the country in Luzerne County, um, Mama D and Baby D. That's uh, that's the mama and the, that's uh, the daughter. Well, do you think it was uh, a big community back in 1955 or 60? Oh, I doubt it then, but, you know, th- there are a lot of Puerto Ricans. And you know what? They're salt of the earth people. Of course they are. Yeah. Uh, they're not Joe Biden. Oh, I listen. Uh, I, I worked in New York. A lot of Puerto Ricans in New York City, they were terrific people. They, they believed in God, country, and family. They, exactly. They, and they came to the United States, by the way, legally. Right. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, they didn't come across the southern border. You see, no. did you, I haven't got the story in front of me, but there's a call out, and it's a very quiet call. As a matter of fact, they wanted to keep it away from the media to the federal employees who were interested in volunteering their time to go to the southern border to help clean up the mess along the southern border, right? So if you have some time, uh, maybe some vacation time, you want to spend it down on the beautiful southern border of the United States that is unprotected and has illegals and some criminals coming across the border, uh, yeah, we'd love to have you. a few drugs while you're down there, too. Oh, you might find some on the shore when you're picking up the uh, papers. You know? Damn right. And diseases, too. You can Absol- bring them back home to oh the family. Oh, my gosh. You know, they don't come in with a COVID test. So, I mean, if you've been healthy during the whole pandemic thing, you might be lucky enough to get sick down on the border. That's right. And if you die, you've done it on behalf of your country. That's right. But uh, what was interesting was they, in the story, it was on the QT. They wanted to get this message out to everybody, but they didn't want the media to find out. So we are in dire straits, my friends. We are in dire straits. You see where North Korea fired artillery shells near the border of South Korea over the weekend? Yeah, they're taunting. You know, without aggressively, just actively doing something, Mm -hmm. what they're doing is they're, they're, it's like, like a bully that shoves yeah. you in the chest and they're waiting for you to hit back. So they have, they have a reason to you know, launch. When you haven't got the tough guy on your side around, meaning you haven't got a strong United States, mm-hmm. a, a, a country that you can count on. We could be counted on when Trump was president. That's why guys like, uh, uh, Kim Jong-un, you know, that's why they weren't crazy about, uh, uh, going into any kind of military confrontation with us because they, they didn't know whether Trump would actually do something. They kind of figured maybe he's just nuts enough to do uh, what he said he's going to do, you know? Mm-hmm. But with Biden, I don't think they have any fear at all of the guy. Well, I think they think he's nuts, but I don't <laughs> think that they uh, worry about him doing anything to hurt them. Kim Jong-un, uh, you sit there and you think about this guy, and he's a crazy nut. He's a whack job. Mm-hmm. But he is the least wackiest of his family. Uh, if he goes, what is it? His sister? Yeah. They say his sister's even wackier and and, and more despicable. Uh, And Trump, you know, the one thing about Trump, 
he kept Kim un, at bay. Kim thought he was like he was a god. And however you want to read that, the point is he would not do anything against Trump. On a miniature scale, when Trump was in business, he mm-hmm. dealt with union leaders. I'm sure some of them were tough guys. Some right. of them, some of them might have even been considered quote thugs. Okay, he probably had some shady characters who were uh, in the construction business that he had to negotiate with and deal with, and he was very successful because he knew how to negotiate. He knew how to. He knew how to talk to everybody. He could talk to, he could talk to the Queen of England, and he could also talk to Kim Jong Un. He could talk to, uh, you know, Xi Jinping in China, and he could talk to uh, Putin in Russia. He had no problems. Biden, on the other hand, he's got issue. He can't talk. He can't talk to the press. Uh, Biden gets a little confused. Uh, for example, let me just play a little bit of Joe, okay? We have two more senators. We keep the House the Democrats. We're going to get a lot of unfinished business. We're going to get... If the Republicans really cared about reducing inflation, they would vote for the Inflation Reduction Act. The very survival of our planet is on the ballot. All this. But then our critics say inflation. You mean the global inflation caused by the worldwide pandemic and Putin's war in Ukraine? We keep the House the Democrats. We're going to get a lot of unfinished business. We're going to get done. I don't respect these MAGA Republicans. And the whole notion of the burn it all down politics of MAGA Republicans continues to be a drumbeat. But, but, no, 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 no. Let them go. Let them go. Let them go. Let him go. That's okay. This is the United States of America, for God's sake. Yes. There's Joe. A little bit of, of jumping, Joe. This is the United States of, of America. America. Yes. This is the United States of America, for God's sake. Yes. <laughs> United States of America. What, uh, what does that flag look like with... Uh, I haven't got a clue. America. He apparently Just a big K a, on it, right? He apparently, this is another story going around, and you probably have seen this. Uh, he was speaking, I believe, on Friday afternoon somewhere, I guess down in, in the White House, mm-hmm. and he was making very little sense of what he was saying, He's stumbling all over the place, and Jill was behind him, and she was not happy. Apparently, she is... Uh, in the past, gone into rages of anger, uh, yelling at staff members for allowing Joe to be put into these situations where he can look diminished. She doesn't like it, but the, but yet she is the one who put him, she encouraged him to, to run for the presidency. If anybody should take blame for what's happening to Joe in the media, I would think it would be her. If Oh, if, I absolutely think so. If I were so diminished... I would think that my wife would tell me, look it, your day has passed. You're having problems. You're getting older. This is not your time. That's not what she did. And she could have probably done that at any time along the way. And she didn't do it. But and you uh, got to wonder why she didn't do it. You know, but, you know, she's an opportunist too. And um, she likes the power. Yep. Yeah, she does. And I guess uh, it can be intoxicating, I guess. Power can be intoxicating because they don't need the money. They've stolen a lot of that. And and from what I heard, the figures are even greater than what we were told initially. Apparently, the mayor's wife of Moscow, who's a very wealthy lady, uh, there was a lot more money exchanged between the Bidens and her. Over a hundred million dollars. So I would say that Joe probably can take care of uh, his his beach house in Delaware and uh, the other house that he has. Yeah, yeah. over a hundred million dollars, and that's just one person. So you know, they had other big money streams coming out of Russia. Yep, and the Ukraine, which is why Joe is so adamant about what he's doing there. 
Yeah, I mean, they, that's his money tree. They just said that uh, another $725 million in weapons are headed towards the Ukraine. Are we going to be in a situation, you think, if Biden is still in office, if we pull out of the Ukraine, are we going to leave all that stuff behind, too? We just gave it to them. I mean, are they going to give it back? Hell no, they're not going to give it back. It's gone. It's theirs. And somewhere down the road, you know, it'll be used against us some way, somehow. It says um, additional ammunition for high-mobility artillery rocket systems, 23,155-millimeter artillery rounds, 500 precision-guided 155-millimeter artillery rounds, 5,155-millimeter rounds of remote anti-armor mine systems, 5,000 anti-tank weapons, high-speed anti-radiation missiles, more than 200 high-mobility multi-purpose wheeled vehicles, small arms, and more than 2 million rounds of small arms ammunition. So, by the way, if you have a an AR-15 and you can't find ammo, maybe this is the reason. And also, they gave some money. The last uh, thing is medical supplies. So, we can't staff our own army here in the United States. We're having shortages, you know. I don't know whether you're aware of that, Bill, but they're talking about really having issues uh, with artillery rounds and things like that that we don't have a lot of in the States. And it's because we're sending all of our stuff to the Ukraine. Yeah, we're fighting a proxy war over there. And, you know, I got to wonder, all these weapons of death, yeah, and we, which we have a lot of, and uh, we're shipping over to the Ukraine, mm-hmm. and I, I, I'm not one of these, you know, you know, flower in your hair kind of guys, or you know, out of the barrel of a gun, but on the same behalf, I'm sitting there going, uh, I don't know that we're using our weapons of destruction the right way here. I they should be a deterrent, and that's it. Uh, I mean, you know, we need weapons of peace, and it ain't Joe Biden and a pen. Say what you want about Trump, and a lot of people say the nasty things about him, but he didn't get us into wars. No. He might have been the only president where we didn't have a conflict going on. As a matter of fact, he had plans to get us out of Afghanistan, but not by leaving everything behind. No. He had planned, I guess, to uh, remove the equipment, and then the military. He, the last thing he said he would remove would be the, the military. Everything, the civilians and things like that that had to be evacuated would have gone first. But Joe didn't do that. Yeah, you know, we're still making the payments on everything that's over there, and uh, we make payments on everything that we got. I don't know how we're ever going to pay back. What are we now, $33 trillion in debt? Probably. How are we ever going to pay yeah. that back? We're never going to, and neither are our children. Or our grandchildren. That's a debate for a whole different podcast. When you talk about, you know, the the national debt, uh, you know, money and and who really owns it and the whole. Well, here's the thing: a lot of the politicians will just say, "Hey, look at, we can cancel our own debt." I mean, who do we owe the money to? Do we owe the money to ourselves? And if that's the case, well. We'll just print some more, you know. Yeah, I don't know. You, these you know, are not. They're, they're, these are not such gr- a big lie out there, Bill. These are not great minds in D.C. If no. I've learned anything in my my decades on this planet, I used to hold them in high esteem. These politicians, they're, they're numbskulls. So many of them. Yeah, you, you hear them talk. Oh gosh, some of them are, are vacant parking lots. And these are the guys who have the keys to the, uh, the the food closet, so to speak. They have they know where all the toys are. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, by the way, inflation is going to get worse uh, next month. It'll probably be after the election. Uh, but the Fed is getting ready to jack up that rate one more time. Wonderful. And uh, it is another big jump coming. So I, I think it was. Did I read another seventy-five? Yeah, 75? 0.75, yeah, yeah, yeah. 0.75. Unbelievable. So right now, if you want to finance a home, you got a six point nine percent interest rate. You know, kiss that one goodbye. Yeah, you're going to be paying almost uh, 
8%. If you're going to buy, lock it in now. That's what you're mm-hmm. saying. Lock in that mortgage now. It may seem high to you now, but give us another month or so. Um, you see where the jury acquitted Danchenko. He was the yeah. he was the Russian national who was involved with spying and Durham had him. We talked about this last week, and I said to you, because I had heard an analyst talk about it, that he was going to get off, especially if he had a case being tried in the D.C. area. And the case was being tried in Alexandria, Virginia. If, to, right. to put things in perspective, friends, people may say, oh, well, the case was tried in Virginia. To put things in perspective, Alexandria, Virginia is just down the road from Washington, okay? I mean, it's, it's not a long ways off. And now, he was an MI6 guy, too, wasn't he? He was involved with a lot of, he was working with Christopher Steele. Christopher yeah. Steele was the uh, British spy. He was the MI6. Yeah, the, yeah he but, was the MI6 guy. And they're the ones that not only had the Steele dossier. Yeah. If you remember, and and this goes back to Hillary and using that in, in the Democrat Party. But uh, remember the famous uh, urination tape? Oh, yeah. The, 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 what was it? The Trump P tape? Yeah, the uh, Trump no, P tape. It was the P story. It wasn't a tape. It was a P story. I guess the story was when Trump was in Moscow on a visit, he learned that Obama was visiting and he'd be staying in the same room. Supposedly, Trump was accused of urinating on the bed that Obama would be sleeping on. This was the PP tape that they were talking about. Come to find out that Trump hadn't been in Moscow and it was it was a big fabricated, disgusting leftist lie. Well, here's the problem with that leftist lie. They told it enough, 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 enough that people who's heard the story, they're going, yeah, well, you know, yeah. that bastard urinated on a bed. Yeah, the dry- and he did this and this and this and this. <laughs> well, that and this and this and this and this were all lies, but oh, the media can't go back and correct itself. Yeah. Not in this case. Well, he got off uh, Denchenko, but a lot of people will tell you that Durham kind of expected it. He kind of, he's doing this, not that put these guys in jail, but to put certain things into evidence for, right. for future things down the road. He got a lot of things that were very important into evidence and they were actually acknowledged as being true in court under or oath. So a lot of people believe that Durham never really thought that a local jury was going to uh, convict this guy, Denchenko. Or who was the other guy? He had another guy that uh, he didn't he didn't win another guy's case about four months ago, three months ago. I can't think of the guy's name. Both of those guys weren't the big fish that everybody thought that Durham would be, go- be going after. But a lot of people believe that this is all part of Durham's plan. He didn't expect to put these guys in jail. I'm interested in seeing where this goes. Some people, the Washington Post, for example, says uh, it's over and there'll be no more trials. It's going to be his report coming out. And uh, when the report comes out, Merrick Garland has to decide how much of it to make public. Merrick Garland, if he gets the final say, nothing will be made public. Right. And you know what? Merrick Garland to survive and continue doing what he's got to do or what he's got to do, what he does. Yeah. It's going to depend on the election in just a few weeks, and it is pivotal. It is important, and uh, that's why I'm saying the the fix is in. That does just because I say the fix is in doesn't mean that uh, it's going to absolutely happen. Uh, what I mean is is that yeah, I think they're going to rig it. They're going to fix it. But I think if we are smart enough as people to get out there and vote and do it, do what we know we have to do. Uh, it's going to be so damn obvious to you that it was stolen that you have no choice but to say, time to get rid of the garbage. Hmm. Do you know who Daryl Brooks is? I know the name. Okay. If Daryl Brooks were, uh, if it was advantageous for the left to report on Daryl Brooks, we would know about this guy, but... He's been forgotten like last Christmas's uh, sweater, okay? This guy has been off the pages of of mainstream media for months. Daryl Brooks was the guy 
who drove the SUV in Waukesha, Wisconsin, through the parade and killed a bunch of innocent people. I think they were grandmas dancing or something like that. And and, and he has no shame. He had, He's a, a black guy who got behind the wheel and committed this atrocity, and mainstream media has done nothing. It's been crickets. It's been quiet. Well, he isn't. He's in court right now. He's being tried, and he's causing trouble. He All is. Right. He's defending himself, and he's wreaking havoc in the courtroom. And finally, yesterday, or I guess it was Friday, the judge kind of had enough. And I'm going to play a little bit of it. It's going to be a little confusing. First, you're going to hear a Spanish interpreter uh, interpreting what the witness, who could only speak Spanish, to the judge. But in the background, you're going to hear this guy interrupting and making comments. And finally, the judge is going to have enough. So listen. Did you have to have surgery on that leg? Objection. Bleeding. Two. Yes. Let's see which one. Just one? Uh, no, let's see. Yeah. Oh, two. That's not going to work either. Mr. Brooks, you are advised to stop with the commentary. No, I'm going to say what I want. You call this witness. I'm going to take a break right now and excuse the jury and this witness. All right. What you're doing is judicial misconduct. Judicial misconduct. That's Brooks. That's Brooks. But you don't want the jury to hear the truth. That's not fair to the jury. They have a right to hear everything. I'm not going to sit here and let you fix, fix the trial because you don't want to tell the truth to the jury. Mr. Brooks, please stop. No, ain't no please. You are nothing. being disruptive. You no are being disrespectful. You're always going to find some reason to down. say somebody's being disruptive because they want the truth to be out there. Man, quit it. You're supposed to be Mr. the judge. Brooks, I'm advising you that continued interruptions will result in you forfeiting your right to be okay, present in this court. Under what, under what law in fact can you do that? Illinois versus Allen. Okay, but the fourth, the fourth uh, option that you made up that's not even in the uh, law? Because you can't do that. I need to make a By law, you can't do that. And you know you can't. All right, I'm going to um, excuse everyone. Mr. Brooks is being removed from the courtroom. He will continue in the neighboring courtroom. Uh, Please make sure he has his objection signed and a pad of paper. So is that? So that he can participate. And I will make a ruling when I. uh, So are you holding me in contempt? Is that civil or criminal? I think the judge had an amazing amount of uh, control. Yes, exactly. He was annoying. He is on a constant rant throughout the whole process. He says, what law? And she quotes the law. She is a judge. She knows the law. This clown sitting in a, uh, he has a suit on. Uh, They dressed him up nicely. I wonder who paid for the soup, by the way. I was thinking well, about Well, you that. did, by the yeah. way, just so you know. Yeah. You'll get the bill in the mail. Probably. Um, but he's on this rant. What law? Is that legal? You know that's not legal. That ain't legal. I mean, and he, he just won't shut up. He's acting like he knows the law, and he doesn't know jack squat. Yeah. He, he, he's, he's really uh, annoying. But this is the guy who killed all those innocent people. If you saw the video... No one talks about this, but you see him, he comes racing up the side of the street and he misses hitting a little kid by about, I don't know, five feet on his journey towards what his eventual, you know, taking out of those poor people. He comes up the side of the street and he narrowly misses a little five or six year old who's on playing in the street with, you know, on the side of the street with her dad. Well, he he says they don't, you know, want to uh, let him tell the truth. What is the truth to him driving the van the way he did and killing people? What's the truth behind that? Here's the thing, folks. This is the problem with our system. We see him in the car on video. We see the car plowed through people. You see those people get killed. You see him later being arrested. All of this is in evidence. You know he did it. So why is this thing dragging out so long? What defense does he have for doing it? Well, he should present it. I mean, him is sitting there telling the judge that, uh, and all he was doing was rambling on and yep. interrupting everything. 
being a, a wise guy. So she removed him to a neighboring courtroom, and I guess it's empty, and he'll be guarded in probably in chains, and he'll be able to hear what's going on. There'll be a speaker. She said, make sure he has a speaker in the room, but uh, he's out of the courtroom. I don't know how this guy thinks he's going to have any success defending himself. He has no lawyer. And now that she's kicked him out of the courtroom, no one is going to be in the courtroom to defend him unless she decides to appoint a, uh, a public defender. The funny thing with guys like that is that they sit there and they, they do stupid things like this, but there's somewhere a defense attorney and a lawyer. There's laws for everything and loopholes. Mm-hmm. And they will take this and twist it. And turn it well, around. They'll, t- they'll say he's mentally deficient. They'll say he's not in his right mind. Right. At some point, somebody will probably say, uh, look at you can see in evidence how he acted in the courtroom. It's not a rational thinking man. He's, he's insane. He's got mental issues. Well, the, to defend yourself, he's got mental issues. I would never defend myself because uh, I, would, I would dig the hole deep. Is what I would well, do, thinking that I was defending myself. It's like, it's like being in a different country. You don't speak the language, right? When you want, I think of this when it comes to accounting too. It's why I don't do my own taxes. I have an accountant do my taxes because I don't know the language. There's so many little nuances and intricacies to tax law, but there's also nuances and intricacies to criminal law that this guy, this clown, has no idea what he's talking about. When that judge threw out that reason why she was uh, telling him to stop it, you know, and he said, oh, that ain't, that ain't the law, that ain't true, that ain't real. Hey, listen, pal, you know, she probably can point, she probably can pull out the, uh, the law book and, and show you the law. But he doesn't Yeah, understand. and I'm sure in every case there's basic law that, uh, that uh, has jurisdiction over it. And a good judge is going to have knowledge of what could be thrown at them as they go into that court. I couldn't, if I were a judge, I couldn't remember every law and every case there was, but I would make damn sure whatever case I'm hearing, at least I had an idea of what I might have to refer to. This wasn't the first time he's caused trouble. If you see video of the guy, he was in a suit this time, but other times he's been in the courtroom wearing prisoner orange, a jumpsuit. And one, at one point, he pulls off his the top to his jumpsuit, and he's sit, sitting bare-chested in the courtroom. I mean, the guy is a constant troublemaker in the courtroom. He's, he's messing everything up. And uh, like I said, she has an amazing amount of uh, patience with this guy. Another thing, getting completely off the uh, situation, a lot of things uh, happening with the vaccines and stuff like that. I don't know if you read anything about uh, but. There was a meeting at the WHO, and I thought this was interesting, the World Health Organization. Right. This is the organization, by the way, that Trump pulled $500 million of our funding away. He thought it was a waste of time, and they were nothing more than shills for the red Chinese. And he said that because the head of the WHO was very tight with Xi Jinping. In this meeting, I thought this was interesting. I'm going to play it for you, then we can discuss it. Listen, it's only 27 seconds. Uh, I I would like to underline one thing that is very important to WHO. Uh, We do have uncertainties around the effectiveness of these vaccines because they haven't been used in this context and in this scale before. And therefore, when these vaccines are being developed, that they are delivered in the context of uh, clinical trial studies and prospectively collecting this data to increase our understanding understanding on the effectiveness of these vaccines. Thank you. What he said, Bill, was that these vaccines were released and now they're in a clinical trial. Study. Yeah. By releasing them, it has become a clinical trial. So we are the guinea pigs pigs. is what he basically just said. Exactly. We're the guinea pigs to all of these vaccines. All right. Well, you know, let's back this bus up. You know, Mm -hmm. we talked about a story yesterday, which is interesting about Boston University and that they were given the COVID virus to see if they could turn it into a more deadly virus, which they did with an 80 percent kill ratio. It did hit the local news here. 
And yeah. what now what the BU is coming out and saying is, oh, man, you know, you guys took the whole story and misinterpreted it and mistold it. And uh, we are actually trying to uh, build defenses in yes. case this virus ever did something like this. Yeah. Like you're trying to change the story. Why are we playing God with a virus? But let's go back to the original COVID. Now, I know COVID goes back to uh, the Spanish flu and everything, but there is, make no mistake, what happened to us in 2019-2020 had Dr. Fauci's name on it, had Wuhan's lab on it, uh, had some roots at another university, UNC down in the Carolinas, Mm -hmm. and this was a weaponized, a a proof-of-function virus. They wanted to make a killing virus. They did. Why are we doing that? We can't truly, effectively stop COVID now, yet BU is making a virus which is 80% more deadly? Yeah. I mean, there are plagues that are out there that are stored at the CDC, and they're natural plagues known to man that can wipe out the planet. We have them there in case they ever come out again so that we can create a modern-day vaccine. But instead, instead here, what we're doing is we're creating a virus without a vaccine, um, and then we're going, okay, we created this. It's killing people. Yeah, it got loose. Uh, now we got to sit there and use the population to find a cure. I use Why this analogy. We do what we did. In our description of our show yesterday, I use this analogy, and it's true. It would be as if the Manhattan Project if during the Manhattan Project, which is when they made the uh, nuclear bomb, they actually right. were putting the bomb together in Manhattan. And that is not the case. They called it the Manhattan Project, and people think, oh, it had to be made in New York. No, 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 no. They put some brains together in New York, but the bombs were put together in Los Alamos. Right. Los Alamos, a little dinky, out-of-the-way place, very near nowhere, okay? And... That is where they built the bomb. For them to be working on such a deadly virus in literally downtown Boston is un- unbelievable. They can't justify it no matter, even if they're trying to build a defense. To have that in their labs is mind-boggling. Well, to have that in their labs, you know, we're, we're, we're sitting here with weapons of mass destruction. You know, and boy, wasn't that like the hunt for Red October back in uh, after nine one one? The we- weapons of mass destruction, uh, and here we are with viruses. Mm-hmm. You know, here we are reigniting the threat of nuclear war, and they're trying to trivialize now. Now, well, you know, if a bomb, you know, there'll probably be six bombs that go off right. in the United States. Yeah, San Francisco, L.A., seventy five thousand people here. Uh, 100,000 people there. No big deal. They're trivializing it. It's, you know, we lose one life because of our stupidity. It's a bad thing. Uh, Have you seen the maps of what would happen if if we had a nuclear war? The maps show all of the missiles that would fly. See, the problem mm -hmm. is they're saying hypothetically, well, only six or five would fly. But that's not the case. Once they fire one, it becomes like a chain reaction. It mushrooms. Literally, it goes from one to five cities to eight cities to ten cities. It becomes all-inclusive. The whole country will be involved. Yeah, and they're trying to trivialize it, though. You know, you look at Hiroshima. Somebody uh, told me the other day, they said, well, you know, that wasn't a nuclear bomb that we dropped there. And I'm going like, it was an atomic bomb. That was a nuclear bomb. But yeah, today, people don't understand what it was that we did then and what it is that we have now. Yeah, it was oh. an atomic bomb. It was a nuclear bomb. What we have now is so many more times devastating than that was. It would be like... If you fired a cannon in the Civil War, it would be devastating. But if you fired a cannon today, an artillery piece today, it would be really devastating. The difference yeah. is these things are are massive. Even the small, limited-yield nukes are devastating. 
See, and they're talking about, you know, well, what's it going to do? How long is it going to damage the ground? You know, and you go back to Hiroshima, you know, they rebuilt, the people are living there. I am sure there's still a lot of remnants of what happened there, there, and has a long lifetime effect on generations to come. But that was just with two bombs in two different cities. You know, and, you know, now they're saying, well, six bombs, no big deal. It's not going to be six bombs. Right. Not going to be 10 bombs. It's going to be two or 3,000. Yep. It's going to be devastating. Bill, some people think that we're overreacting. Some of our listeners probably think by talking about this, we're overreacting. But let me let me read you something. NATO is going to move ahead with its annual nuclear deterrent drills next week. The drills have particular importance this year considering the growing threat of nuclear war with Russia under the Biden regime. So they're going ahead with a, a, a nuclear drill. And they say it's their annual drill. It has more importance now. But I'd be willing to bet you that these are not your typical annual drills. If in the past they had drills like this, they probably, it was uh, rudimentary. Okay, guys, we're not going to get any nuclear war soon. But now everybody's standing on the precipice of nuclear war, and they all know it. Yeah. So the question would be is, how do I survive a nuclear holocaust? And I would answer that question with another question. Mm -hmm. Why would you want to? I know. If everybody you love is gone and the world around you is poisoned, why would you want to be around? Well, take, go look in a, in, in a look up on the inter, internet, uh, and it's not from radiation, but look up the pictures of the elephant man. That is going to be your new body if you survive. You know, uh, you're not going to be any form of what you used to be. Uh, look around you. Um, the, the pictures you see on the wall are going to be on the ground broken. Uh, you're going to live in a bombed out building. Uh, the soil is going to be contaminated. Everything that you eat, if there's anything, uh, it's going to be, uh, you'll find canned goods few and far between. There's not going to be anything. If we ever stop to truly think about what's happening to us right now, uh, I think we'd all be shocked at how, how close we are to this devastation. I mean, we're, we're watching our football games every Sunday. We're watching our TV shows, dancing with the stars and all this stuff. And you know, uh, all of these programs have us distracted in the meantime, this clown down in Washington, DC has walked us to the end, to the edge of the cliff. And he hasn't told us to turn around. He hasn't said, okay, we're, we're done. He is still actively threatening our, you know, our enemies. And these enemies have weapons of mass destruction. Mm -hmm. But here it is. The media is like the band on the Titanic. Keep on playing, friends. Just keep, uh, keep, the, uh, keep the passengers calm. Got to vote the Democrats sinks. in. Got to vote the Democrats back in because look what they've done for you over the last two years. That's right. You had peace two years ago. Life is going to be so easy with a Democrat in charge. Oh, absolutely. Hey, listen, friends, you're a Democrat. You can have two more years of this. We've gotten this close to nuclear war. We may not have a 2024. We may not be around in 2024. You know, people have to remember that people who lived in Nagasaki and Hiroshima, if you talked to them a week or two before the bombs went off, they would have, they would have looked at you with uh, cross eyes. We're Japan. We, we, we saw not... the plane flying yeah. over. And they sat there and said, it's a low-flying, slow plane. Yeah. What the hell are they going to do with that? Yeah. Exactly. What the hell? Who the hell would have thought that would happen? They were going about their everyday business. There yeah. were people in the parks. There were children playing on their bicycles. There were cars going, people going to the grocery stores. All of life was going on as normal. And in one second, everything was gone. And this is where Biden has moved us 
too. We've and people think, well, it can't happen in the United States of America. We don't have wars on this on this soil. Don't think like that. The, that has to be history. You got to think differently. People around the world, they're not going to say, well, we can't hit the United States because they've never had an international war on this soil. Which really is not true. Actually, we had the Mexican War. That was a uh, sort of on our soil, you know, but uh, that was 1840. You know, that was a whole different time. We had a war with ourselves. We had the, uh, the, we had Civil, the Civil War. war. Yeah, that we have had. Um, and we could be having that again because, again, two weeks from now, I do say that uh, the election, they're going to attempt to steal it again. Oh, I, I know. think they believe they're going to. Uh, and everyone's talked about, uh, you know, you have, you've, heard, you've heard all the voices get quiet. Uh, before, just two weeks ago, they were talking about a civil war. Oh, I know. And I now think it's gone away. If they steal this election, and if it's as obvious as 2020 was, and that, to a lot of people, it was obvious. You look at look at uh, 2000 Mules, the movie. Just watch it. It's not well, it's not made up. I will ask this question if you and well, I will state make this statement. If you believe that the big lie was just that, the big lie. You believe it wasn't stolen and uh, you know, the 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 Trumpers that were saying that uh, Donald Trump had the election stolen from him and that everything has been debunked. Then, and you're going, well, show us the proof the election was stolen. I will ask you wholeheartedly right now, my email address is mail at itsanotherday.com without the BS of going, well, uh, it was stolen. It was not stolen. I want you to prove to me that it was not stolen. Where is your proof? Yeah. That it wasn't stolen. You see, it's interesting you should say that because, you know, a lot of the Republican candidates nowadays are doing just what you said just now. They're being. They should have done th that two yes, years ago. But now there's the, the candidates are saying, no, here's why we believe it was stolen. I heard, was it, uh, uh, who was it? Was it Kent in Washington or was it uh, the candidate in, uh, in Ohio? But one of them reversed it on the Democrat who was talking about they were a, uh, a believer in a, uh, they, they were accusing the Republican candidate of believing in the lie, you know, quote, and they just turned it around on the Democrat. Well, I think you can turn it around now because there's so much attention on the media and uh, how they've been uh, squelching the voices. Uh, two years ago, if I would have said, what do you mean, where's my proof? Where's your proof? I would have been banned for uh, hate speech or, or in any litany of reasons, mm -hmm. you know, because I didn't agree with their storyline. And I still don't agree with their storyline. And they like to put labels on you and say bad things about you and that there was an insurrection out there. And I, I'm here to tell you there wasn't an insurrection out there. There wasn't an attack on the country. Well, yeah, there was. It was by Nancy Pelosi and Schumer. They you know, didn't want protection. We were talking about before the show started about how we think we're being suppressed as a show. We, we really yeah, do. That's true. And it had occurred to me as you were just talking as you were talking. And, and what we're, we're, we're doing an honest conversation here. We're talking about what we believe to be true, right? It, it, and right. this is something that was protected in our Constitution up until the past few years. And social media has squelched intelligent two-way conversation. They've squelched it. They, mm -hmm. you, you can't have a disagreeing uh, uh, opinion to what they believe. If you say something like we just said about the elections, they will put us... Uh, some kind of a warning. This isn't true. This is not right. You know, fact checkers say, and by the way, most of their fact checkers are dumb as a box of friggin' rocks. Well, actually, the fact checkers are the liberal left. Uh, I looked at uh, one of the fact checking sites, um, and it was a, a Tampa paper that I was reading. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, we fact checked it. And the paper was a liberal paper. 
I said, well, who owns this fact-checking company? Right. <laughs> it was the liberal newspaper that owned the fact-checkers. So their fact-checkers are themselves. Yeah. That would be like me sitting there That's saying, the wolf guarding the hen house. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Hey, buddy, we've done it again. Another show in the can. It's been fun. It's been interesting. A lot of things to talk about. I still got a pile of stuff. We could we could do another hour. Oh, yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, I got... That, you know, have I don't to have wait. my printer here. I'm, when I'm on the road, I don't have a printer. My printer is a notepad and a pen. We and are going to keep doing this show no matter how much mainstream media tries to suppress our voice. Well, we do know that just by osmosis with uh, the people that listen, we see numbers that are overseas. Right. And they don't match up to what they show here and when i say don't match up uh you're, you're going you mean you got less over there no we got a ton yeah but it's saying we yeah. don't have that many and then i'm going like okay and then when i dig into uh, everything it's going oh well these aren't the people that are streaming you right these are just the fetches from the the, the streaming the sites out there the streaming sites i'm like going what happens okay. is we post the program to our website and the streaming sites like uh, uh, iHeartRadio or Apple Music or one of these other sites, they automatically go and fetch our program from our site, our hosting site, right. and download it to their site. And then people listen to it on their site, like Apple Media or, I, or iHeartRadio. And we have no idea, really, of how many people are listening. We do know from feedback for example, you you did you've been doing stuff uh, recently, uh, a video thirty second promo, and it's gotten some nice response uh, from people. Oh yeah, well, I do. You look, you look. There are people, and you're one of them, that would sit there and say, "I don't do TikTok because it's Chinese right. and it's a propaganda site." It is, and when you look at TikTok, you realize how dumb America is. But with that said, <laughs> uh. You look at, you know, there's major actors that are on there promoting their movies because you see people with a phone, they're glued with the phone to their face all the time. And people escape by looking at little one minute, two minute videos. And they're, what you see out there is really kind of, it's a sad statement. Well, what of they don't America. do, Bill, no matter what, they don't censor you. So you right. put it out there and you have a chance of reaching thousands of people. Tens of thousands, Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah. She yeah. is on there all the time, and she has stuff. A lot of conservatives have sat there and said, you know what, I can boycott the Chinese, or I can take that thing and use it as a tool. Right. So every day, about 12 noon, I sit there. Now, I, I actually have a video studio at home up here in Boston. I have a tripod with a phone on it. Yeah, I and saw that. Yeah. And, and I just sit there and I hit record on it and I go, and I have a question. And, I, you know, so all I'll do is I'll make a statement like yesterday. I mean, we talk, I talked about, uh, uh, you know, war is looming. Biden is going to release more uh, gas. And uh, Boston University played around with the virus that made it, gave it an 80% kill ratio. Join Jim and I on the podcast. It's anotherday.com. That's it. It's done. Now, what I see is instant, you know, likes yeah. and views and clicks. Yep. So I see that. And I'm going like, no, no, we don't have, you know, a thousand or ten thousand in a day. It takes a few days, unless you're Sylvester Stallone or uh, yeah. The Rock, who's on there, or uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. who's on there. They get tens of thousands in one hit because they have, you know, a reputation to back them. Yeah. But I do see a thousand and just the raw numbers alone. I sit there and go, okay. So out of the thousand, and I've got 600 that are sitting there going, you know, thumbs up, liked it. Yeah. Clicked on the link. I should see at least one of those. I think that, that goes to their listening. And we don't have yeah. a record of that. So, and, yeah. And, but but I also think that we're being suppressed. You know, yeah. if 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 you, if you posted this video, which by the way is way over right now, but if you posted so this what? video on uh, YouTube, 
they would pull it. Well, here's something I will say. I don't know if we have any uh, uh, web-type gurus out there. There's really not a budget, but uh, we could use a web guru, uh, and it's mail at itsanotherday.com. It has to be somebody we can trust, somebody that's got conservative values. I don't care if you're Democrat, Independent, or Republican. You know, uh, because there are things that we don't know about the Internet, and it would be nice to have somebody on board that can sit there and say, I know how to sit there and get around all this, and uh, and then show us your greed. 833-538-7868 is the number. 833-538-7868. Mail it. It's another com. And with that, we've done it. We got to wrap it up. We've done an hour and 10 minutes. Oh my gosh. You know, they say, some people say podcast should only be 20 minutes. It should be only the length of time people take to go into uh, the office or the commute time, you know? Well, we used to say that. Yeah, but you just can't do a show like this and cover all the stories you have to cover and do it in 20 minutes. You just can't. I will be honest. The past week, I've had this laryngitis thing, and it takes me a good two weeks to get over it. And I know you're getting a little bit uh, Mm -hmm. of it now, too. Uh, It's the time of the season. But the one thing that I will say that we always try to do is have compelling talk. Uh, We Jim does a lot of research and getting stories out there. Although I think the best shows we ever have is when we just sit there and say, let's just talk about stuff. Yeah, it's true. As we leave today, I just want you to remember this. This is the United States Camara, for God's sake. That should do it. (laughs) This is the United States Camara. For God's sakes. You know, get your kid to draw you a a Camerican flag. I'd love to see how that looks. (laughs) I'd love to see it. This is the United States Camara, for God's sake. Enough, Joe. Go sit down in the chair, and I'll get you some ice cream. Have a good day, Bill. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Ice cream? Hey, I'm up for ice cream. (laughs) Then go sit with Joe. No, no, no. (laughs) 